I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. How you going? Happy Monday. Thank you for making us part of your afternoon with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'll have the Dallas Cowboys hour coming up at 6. Uh, followed at 7 by Texas Rangers baseball as they uh, begin a really critical series against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, we'll have the high school fan zone at 7 on 100.7 The Score and we'll uh, join after that program concludes the Astros and Baltimore. Uh, that game in progress on 100.7 The Score. Fellas, how, how are you going? I am doing well. Astros clinging to a one-and-a-half game lead over the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, we all talked about how Charmin soft their schedule was this past week, and they went, what, two and four? Yes, so, against Oakland and in yeah. Houston and then at Kansas City. So. Two of the absolute just dregs of professional sports. <laughs> so, yeah. They believed and they achieved, Aaron. We're still uh, the spoiler, baby. The the uh, still We're still in the same boat we were in, Houston. Toronto, Texas, and Seattle all playing for three spots. So four playing for three. The National League situation's a whole lot tighter. Um, they've got, what, five teams, one, two, three, four, five, six games within, you know, the, the Phillies are three and a half games up in the wild card, seemingly in good shape there. San Francisco two games out, and in between them are four teams. So there's good drama down the stretch. That's, that's probably as probably as good as it gets. Love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. You can also access that through the Double T973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Red Raiders uh, have finally, uh, you know, added something to the win column over the weekend, beating yep. Tarleton State. Yep, nice workman-like performance. Just took care of business. And while... You know, th this season won't be remembered for that performance. No one's going to build a statue for it. Um, I, I think that, yeah, you, you took care of business and you did exactly what you um, were expected to do. And, again, while you're not going to get bonus points for that, there are plenty of programs out there across the country that have had games against these types of opponents where it wasn't quite that easy. And we can go back to the not-so-distant past where games like this sure. came down to the last position mm -hmm. and, you know, had all sorts of drama attached to it. And it wasn't perfect, right? No, I mean, I, you, you didn't win 70 to nothing, and, and we're not going to sit here and tell you that it was, you know, God's gift to college football. But um, I think the fact that you were able to essentially just kind of watch the second half of that game without any drama yep, and without any kind of angst or butterflies in your stomach, I think that is a victory. Yep. I agree. I uh, so much to like about it, just in terms of the basic boxes you want to check. Uh, I'd like to see us go out and run the ball. Okay, run ran for more yards than they passed for. Mm -hmm. uh, want to get some pressure on the quarterback. Okay, three sacks. Probably pressured. There was some pressure on at least one of the interceptions, maybe more. 
you know, had a pick six. I mean, there, there was a lot to like about it. And it's not, it they, you know, it's not the. I mean, it's an FCS opponent, and they took care of business. There was nothing flashy about it, but uh, you know, it was interesting to hear Coach McGuire um, talk about both in the post game and then today about the number of young dudes they played, and like it's a very calculated, uh, it's a very calculated. Uh, group of guys that played in that Tarleton game as one of their four games. Like we intend to redshirt this guys, but we, but we also played him for a reason, you know, like it was part of the script to get that dude into that game and, you know, but still keep him redshirted. And, and that's, that's probably a good thing. And what a, um, what a benefit that is too. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I mean, for, for look at Josh Young this year. Right when he was healthy, he yep. was on rookie of the year pace, and you know probably would be right in the thick of that had he not gotten dinged up. H- how how much of this year's performance can you um, kind of account for or, contr- or attribute to him getting his beak wet a little bit right. last week or last season? I mean, he he said that in in whatever in late January when I interviewed him for the first pitch luncheon in referencing the fact that. He got to, like you said, get it, got his beak wet. He got to have a crappy day. He got mm-hmm. to have a great day. Got to hit a home run off of Garrett Cole. Got to hit his first home run. Got to strike out four times in a game. Make his first error. Do the day-to-day grind thing. And, and get the whole, like, yes. oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. I'm in a Major League Baseball game. Yeah, exactly. And just get some game speed and just the, the breathless sort of, you know, that stuff out of the way. Yeah. And, and with these guys, and I, I don't know that – I would assume that their one game that they were able to circle it and go, Tarleton is that game. Now, from here on out, it'd be great if there's another blowout opportunity to look sure. down there and go, hey, Dickens, Scott, Gustafson, get in there. Whoa. Right? Whoa. I'm first team. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. First team at the, oh, at the buffet line hey, in the oh. press box. Hey, man. First You're not even there. But. First line, first team is first team. <laughs> That's right. All first team, Finkel. Ooh. Preseason hey, too. You're not a press box guy, are you? Do you go? You go press box? Do you yep. watch the games um, from up there? I'm the press box. What, I can't the, afford what's tickets. the What's the food sitch up uh, there? I had a great meal uh, up there. Was it, I, I swear to God, God, if you just say hot dog wieners, I'm I'm if, leaving. What if he says I'm getting nachos? I, I had nachos option. is coming. I had dude, get it ready. was a wonderful. It was a, a base of these light crispy fried tortilla chips on oh, top of that. Nachos, uh, it was some like taco meat, really well seasoned. Then a, a nice white queso over the top. Some jalapenos. I put a little guac and a little sour cream on there. I don't know what they call those, but it was a really good meal. Really good meal. Excellent. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll put up with that, but if he would have said I just – because w- when I had gone in the yeah. past, not unusual to have hot dogs and hamburgers and whatever. And right. so if he would have just said, yeah, I grabbed four hot dog wieners and just, just you know, they, made well, a meal did, out of it. They still have the hot dogs up there, yeah. but it was weird. They kept on putting them in, like, these breadstick things. And yeah. I was like, what are you guys Weirdo. doing? Is this French? And you were like, hey, I'm keto, man. I'm <laughs> keto. Literally. <laughs> How do you think I got this uh, washboard keg? <laughs> a washboard keg. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's good. That's perfect. That's a perfect segue. Tech, this, we, this seems like this segment needs to end now. We need to go to commercial. <laughs> the nachos were actually good, though. I nice. wasn't just building good them. Work. Work. They were awesome. Oh, boy. Tech will be back on the uh, road this weekend at West Virginia. Big and key, critical, gigantic, huge game. Uh, kickoff at 2.30. We'll have it for you here, of course, on Double T 97.3. They're starting quarterback. Uh, his availability is bidding question, Garrett Green. 
Um, I'm sure we'll get into that throughout the week. More tech talk next. Crap, oh crap, oh crap. I'm in a Major League Baseball game. <laughs> it's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you until 6 o'clock. Dallas Cowboys Hour coming up at that time here on Double T 97.3. We have a... I just received an email from myself. Oh. Sending myself emails. So back uh, on June 14th. It must have been a busy day on June 14th. June 14th, we posed this question to the group. In hindsight, it seems kind of silly, but you know what? When I get an email, we talk about it no matter how silly it now sounds. The question was this, if you start 3-0, and would you take 8-4? and And we all said that we would let it ride. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. I would take eight and four now. By the way, if anybody's listening, now we gotta. Is that, go yeah, is that question still hanging yeah. around? Is, it, is that offer still on the table? Now we gotta go seven and two to get to eight and four, and in that seven and two is a game in Austin, mm-hmm. and then a win over. I mean, I would assume wins over. I don't know who who you would rank as sort of the next three toughest performances, but I could put a lot of them in that category. But uh, most notably, I guess K State here, UCF here. I mean that Kansas game in Lawrence doesn't seem. I I mean that seems pretty. Even though they did not cover against Reno and looked kind of blah, looked very bad. Yeah, but you know what? Like, listen, that 08 team didn't look great when it went up to Reno. Yep. Um, Sometimes you just got to win those games and just move on because suddenly. No one's going to be talking about that Reno game in Kansas circles in two months. Yeah, it's either going to be something else positive or something else really bad. Two or three years ago, that was a twenty-one to seven loss. Yeah, and and I, and I don't know that we are uh, breathless over Arkansas, but regardless, BYU went in there and won a game. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, somewhere in there, there's you, you got two losses left to get to eight and four, and and you know, one of those is going to involve a game in Austin against a really good team. It appears it it really feels like um, <laughs> your your schedule. You have three pretty manageable games coming up. Now, two of them are on the road, right? And you have not been good on the road under McGuire, and and really before him too. But he's the coach now. Um, you've only won uh, a single true road game. It was ugly. It was. You know, it was impressive in its own way, but it was right. hardly dominant. And, you know, your three most manageable games that you have left, uh, two of them are on the road. One of them is this weekend. The other one's in Waco. Uh, and then you get Houston at home kind of sandwiched between the two. And then from then on, man, it seems like based on what we know right now, K-State, BYU on the road, TCU at home, at Kansas, UCF at home, at Texas, there's a like significant step up. In competition, mm-hmm. it seems like after that uh, Baylor game, you bet. And yeah, I, I agree. So yeah, that that Wyoming game, it's you know we used this phrase last year with around a couple of the games on the schedule. Most notably, as I recall, the Houston game last year, like the proverbial swing game. 
you know, if you're going to get the get the bowl eligibility, you got to beat Houston, and that was last year. You know, and this year it it uh, I mean, there's it's. I mean, the the over under was seven and a half, and we were all just dunking on that thing, right? Yeah, and like the Vegas over and under, and now now it's uh you're gonna have to play out of your mind. Yeah. And and we talked about this the other day. The ESPN analytics have us favored in all but three of the remaining games. Mm-hmm. And the UCF game was like fifty point two UCF to us forty nine point eight. So that one they're pretty much a toss up. But uh, the Texas and Kansas State games are the ones that were you know we were considerable underdog at least by their analytics. And I assume that's a fluid number. Somebody gets hurt, or quarterback, or this or that, or whatever. Something happens, then, uh, you know, somebody's whatever that number. I assume there's new data flowing in and out of those numbers on both sides. Uh, but yeah, the the yeah. So I, that's, I, I, we were we were filled with optimism. Still are, still are. By the way, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I feel like we're back in 2009 with the sticks versus pots debate, but the fans may be right this time. Well, I mean, in fairness, the fans were right in 2009. Um, it's just a shame that uh, he got rolled up on in Lincoln. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I don't. I, I would bet my own body parts. Us that there's not some kind of quarterback change going into this weekend. So yeah. on, on some level, this is just kind of an academic moot discussion. I agree. I think it's. Uh, I mean, you got both coaches coming out not only on Saturday. Well, McGuire on Saturday, and then today at media, both coaches coming in going, oh, there's no. This is our quarterback star shot. So it, it's it's kind of a. I don't I don't like to talk about it just because it's like this. There's no there's no drama here. I mean, unless you're just sitting around rooting for somebody to fail, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Ultimately, I want the team that wears the double T to win yeah, by care. one point by a hundred, and I don't care who's the quarterback. Um, I don't care who's playing what or how much. Um, I mean, I, but I, I can also sit here and say that like it looked better when Morton was in there on Saturday, right? I, I, at least in my opinion, I don't know. You know, if all the calls were right, um, I don't know. Like, for example, I don't have any kind of special insight here, so all I can kind of go off of is what everybody else sees, right? Um, and so maybe Tyler Shuck checked in some of those big, long run plays that, that Taj Brooks busted off, right? And and for that, he should receive some level of credit. And Kitley did give him credit for that. Now, I, you and I can't go through play-by-play and right. say that, but he said he saw – too deep and checked into runs, and that's, and, that's the kind of thing that is that, yep. that is factored into this decision from a coaching standpoint. That we just we don't have access to that information, and they're not going to like break it down play by play for us afterward. Um, and and so I I want to be intellectually honest about it all and kind of acknowledge that that stuff is is a factor, but we just can't account for it. But just going off of the way that it looked, right, just by follow watching the ball, which is kind of the most basic way of. of you know, watching the sport, but most people do it. But yeah, the operation looked better when Morton was in there. The uh, yeah, we'll we'll. Uh, I mean, do you disagree? Nah, we left early in the fourth, and so I didn't see all of the the Morton sitch. But it was uh, it was comfortably uh, 
in the bag, and it was nice to be comfortably in the bag. What did you but, think, Clint? Yeah. Uh, assuming that you weren't just eating nachos at the time, distracted. I, well, it, it was hard, you know, throwing away all of the hot dog buns that were in the booth <laughs> up there doing the Lord's work. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought you could see uh, a difference whenever Baron Morton came into the game. Um, it looked a little bit smoother, but like you said, I mean, I don't, whenever he's noting the the checks, pre-snap checks and all of those, I, I, I'm just trying to take that in consideration. I don't think Tyler Shuck, though, just looked incredible, but I also don't think Tyler Shuck has played his best football at all. No. Like, I don't think what we've seen is his ceiling. But when Baron Morton came in, it looked a little bit better. I mean, 17 points right against an FCS team is not what anybody w- was hoping for in, you know, uh, one half and one drive. Um, you know, there were how many possessions? One, two, three, four, five, six, se- seven drives. And, you know, you, you scored on uh, on three of them, six drives. Scored on three of them. Yeah, I mean, it's... Hopefully, Shuck goes out on Saturday and has a type of game where we all sit here next Monday and call ourselves dummies. <laughs> um, I'd love for that to happen. More Tech Talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? How you going? Thank you for making Tech Talk part of your Monday afternoon with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. Love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Someone says this in the chat line, Shador could be suspended and the dude who cheap-shotted Travis Hunter should be banned multiple games. I, um, I tried my very best to stay up for that whole game. Um, but I was tired and went to bed at halftime. <laughs> I think and the, I think yeah, when I woke up in the did. morning yeah. and saw that it had gone to like two overtimes, while I wish that I would have been able to watch that live, I'm also glad that I didn't. Because, <laughs> I mean, if, if you watch through four quarters and it goes to overtime, I mean, you're hooked. Oh, yeah. Like you're, you're in it until it ends. Oh, yeah. And I don't think it ended until like one o'clock central. So it was very light, very late. When it, when yeah, it I'm glad that I slept. Uh, I mean, listen, I was it a cheap shot. Eh, I don't know that I would even. Go. It was a it was a late hit. Yeah, and he deserved the 15 yards, and there's no doubt about that. I yeah, but I don't know that he was out there head hunting. You know, I mean, it it looked bang bang enough for me at least. That uh, that I didn't go just like, oh, yeah, suspend him for multiple games. Well, so I, I felt like it was a cheap shot, but we've seen more egregious hits than that that also don't get suspension, so I don't see why you would handle that yeah. any different. Um, it was, I mean, the first half was great. I, I can only imagine how great the second half and overtimes were, um, but, man. It was very entertaining. When we got it went home to the second from, overtime. I was starting to grumble. We got, we got home from the tech game and and um, I guess uh, at that point the 
Wyoming Texas game was still ten to ten right at the fourth quarter. Um, Pitt and West Virginia, the backward brawl was going down to the end, and Arkansas and BYU was going. I was kind of boom. I was doing the, I was working the remote button, getting back and forth between the three of those, keeping an eye on it, and Texas opened up real quick. And there were actually I had a thought about that game that comes into play on something else i was thinking about but so i was able to get out of that one and just get to yeah, BYU, abort, abort, abort. right and get to, get to get to the byu game because that that had drama in the west virginia game had a little bit and uh and then um you know but I, yeah and, and i saw that game get started the colorado game I'm like I, I i really thought like is this thing delayed you know because that must have been what a eight o'clock local time kick yeah. I, I really did. I thought, did they have a lightning delay? Because I thought, or is this? I knew it was a night game, but man, and and I thought, there's no shot. I make it, you know, I didn't even try, and so it might have been seven to nothing when I, I didn't even make it to halftime. But we had a full day. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I still think the team plays with more passion when Morton is in. He is intense. Someone else says the mood in the stadium was definitely improved when Morton entered. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think but that's I'm not. Yeah, the people in attendance there weren't uh, looped in on the memo that hey, this was the plan, right? That right. that Morton was going to basically take over at the end of the half or beginning of the half rather, and then they uh, they opted to give Shuck one more drive to try to just get something going, and it didn't happen. And yeah, the 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 cheering really loud for the backup quarterback we've all been pining for. That's that's not a that's and by the way that that's not changing you know like not like Coach McGuire pulls his headset on and goes wow everybody really was you know like no that's not not a big factor. Uh, this person says in the H flooring center chat line. Um, so what do you guys think about Alabama for real? I don't think that they should have uh, changed quarterbacks first. Yeah, I just saw something crawl on the crawl about Jalen Milrow, so maybe that may be what the second guess is uh, that they shouldn't have switched it in the first place. But sounds like the other two got all the time they could get if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it doesn't seem like Tommy Reese is some kind of A plus coordinator hire. Um, that that one just isn't. It doesn't seem to be connecting, and uh, kind of compounded that issue by swapping quarterbacks. I think way too early. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to count out Nick Saban. I think I feel like that's happened two or three times before in years past, and we always end up looking silly. So, and I, I swap emails with a buddy of mine that lives in South Alabama and follows the team much closer than I do. And he said it's a he said it's a relatively young offensive line for at least what they're used to, and so. You know, for the first time in forever, like that operation has some growing pains mm-hmm. and some youth. You know, that's not just, yeah. So, you know, is there room for improvement this year? We, we shall find out, I guess. Bobby Hontog says this, AD since his procedure, does Silo have less Mississippi leg hound in him? <laughs> leg hound. <laughs> that's kind of hard to tell. I mean, he's been pretty doped up, so... um but yeah, I mean, he's he's been good. PJ says this. I believe that was my question, AD, and it's our fault for not taking the eight and four. Um, <laughs> this on the chat line. Uh, how many times have Tech fans thought um, that the Red Raiders are turning the corner? I have that feeling now. Got to beat West Virginia. Have to. 
Yeah, I mean, I, if you don't beat West Virginia, you're yeah. The you're, path to six wins if you don't beat West Virginia, the path to bowl eligibility is difficult without a win at West Virginia because it's going to cast so much doubt on so much down the stretch. Like, be hard to look at. Hard to look at some of these other games and go, oh, yeah, we can beat TCU. Oh, yeah, you can beat Baylor if you can't go beat West Virginia. Uh, and that place will be rocking. We know that. Uh, by the way, the Houston game set for a 2.30 kickoff. That was announced earlier today. FS1 or FS2. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that, that place will be hopping, as it should be. Their, their quarterback not expected to practice this week, Garrett Green. Um, so you might get... Uh, a heavy dose of uh, Nico Marchial, Marchial, um, who who came in and and helped get them a win against Pittsburgh, and surprisingly, the Mountaineers are are two and one after a pretty tough non conference schedule, mm-hmm. and even in their one loss, I think that they represented themselves well. It was not some kind of like laugh or blowout. You know the the coach DeRuiter when he talked today about the team he he spoke about both quarterbacks like you know they're they're pre- and one's right-handed and one's left-handed so he said there's even some you know uniqueness to those two uh but uh it it sounds like the the thing that this West Virginia team is going to do is be heavy run too tight end like pound it and play physical and I thought you know I I don't make a lot of comparisons between basketball and football, but it sounds like that's their football. Uh, it sounds like their basketball mentality is what they're doing in football this year. Like they're going to play heavy run, throw it to the tight ends, and uh, try to bully you. And I thought, oh, the last time I've heard West Virginia and bully it was in basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we can expect, I don't know, maybe that means we're going to get more of a three, three hour, three hour, 15 minute game instead of a three hour and 45 minute game. But, uh, this sounds like this one this week will be a bruiser. And if that's if that's the case, and if they're if they're somewhat successful with that game plan, you 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 need to take advantage of all of your offensive opportunities. Right? You can't just muck around. Yep. You need to convert drives into points. More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron, We're joining you today until 6. would love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Look at this on the Yates flooring center chat line. Alabama doesn't look good, and Wyoming gave them all they could handle. Still not convinced that Texas is back. I think the Texas goes eight and four um, scenario is still very much in play. Oh, please. It would be beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. That, that could salvage a lot yeah, of, of the joy this season for me. Uh, this in the chat line do you think Texas is going to go three and oh? In the next three games, with need two to. road games. Need to. I hope so. Yeah. I I wouldn't. They're winnable games. Yeah. No, they're all they're all very winnable. Go play well and win. Um. But yeah, I I, I have a hard time, um, seeing that happen just because you haven't played all that great on the road over the last year and a half. 
Um, your, your offense hasn't really put together a full game where they've looked really good. Um, and, and I think that you're going to need that on Saturday. One of the uh, – I, I completely agree with you there. One of the uh, interesting little nuggets coming out of that game was um, Jordan Brown getting the start over Loic Fungi. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was addressed as, you know, Jordan Brown getting, getting uh, you know, having good practices and whatever and, you know, got the start competition, etc. Um Jordan Brown's probably a better athlete than Loic Fungi. I mean, just in terms of explosiveness and whatnot, and we think about uh um we think about what this skill group has lacked maybe explosiveness. Uh don't know what we're getting out of our transfer portal speed guy right now. Um, but, uh, I, um, you know, Andre McCray, what well, we've got one catch so far, maybe a bit more than that, but yeah. yeah, not, not a whole lot. Um, and that's, that's one of the speed guy open up the field people. Jordan Brown has, uh, made one of the more explosive plays this season with the catch down in the corner you know, great throw, great catch at Wyoming to get us down to the 10 yard line to kick the or 15 yard line, whatever, to kick the game time field goal in the last minute of that game. Uh, but I just, you know, it, it, uh, it, we, it feels like on a night, well, the, this time last week, the narrative coming out of that game was, hey, Oregon 300 and something yards after catch, and we had about 90. Tarleton the other day, 80 something yards after catch us 70 and so like i don't know that we were out athleted the other day but you do start to wonder about what level of athleticism we have in the the receiver group that you're getting out yacked um well that i mean that number 43 i think for tarleton state i think he was running back but i mean i i don't know if he's gonna win a 40-yard dash race against some of the players on tech's team uh, but he 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 looked fast. He looked a level of fast that I I don't I don't know that I've seen a tech player look so far this year. And as far as Loic Fungi goes, I mean, li- listen, look no further than the, what the fourth quarter. Yeah, holding penalty that takes back a, a long gainer, and then on the very next play, the interception, the well, the miscommunication where he was yeah. blocking downfield, right? Yeah. Um, and again, I. In in the interest of full disclosure, that could have been Baron Morton's fault yeah. for not communicating more. Cl- I don't I don't know how they grade that. Right? right, we can only go off of what we see. But back to back plays where you know look fungy not not looking great, and I think like Jalen Bradley not emerging as an All Big Twelve caliber player. He was preseason All Big Twelve. He might have been like second team All Big Twelve last year as a freshman, and you kind of just expect this linear progression with players. Okay, well he's he's at this level as a freshman, so he must be at, at that level as a sophomore, and then he'll be even better. As a, it doesn't always happen that way. See Justice Nelson among other examples. Um, and so, anyways, Bradley not emerging as kind of that guy, and maybe he he emerges later on this season as that guy. Still a young player, still a lot of time left. 
Um, Joel Falani was not some stud player in his, uh, you know, third game of his sophomore year. Um, but the, the lack of emergence from Bradley has, has, I don't know, you seem kind of ordinary at receiver. Yeah, You, you seem kind of, I don't know, thin at running back. Outside of Taj Brooks, um, you know, I haven't seen Cameron Valdez very much yet. I think he's dinged up. Um, you know, it's tough to ask a lot from true freshmen at that position. But, yeah, I mean, for, for as much focus as there has been on the quarterback, and I think for good reason, that's that's warranted, um, you know, you, you, you need some guys to step up and make some plays. Yeah, and the opportunity's there. Um I mean that, that you know that that this next stretch right here, road games and all that. It's uh, you know tighten it up and cleaning it up. Um, it is interesting, you know. We there's been I guess some gnashing of teeth over the three weeks about need more tight end, need more tight end. We have the third game in a row with a tight end touchdown. You know, Tharp the last two games and then uh, uh, York York in the first game. Um, but but yeah, it, so. But and and Jordan Brown with the most targets this week. Now it's a, the list is spread around pretty good. He had the most targets and the most catches and the most yards, um, and he had the long play the other day. So you know Jordan Brown making some plays and getting rewarded with more playing time. Dre McCray did have a catch, one target, one catch, nine yards. This and the Yates Flooring Center chantlet from Tyler. I'm surprised to see Tech is a six point favorite at West Virginia. I am too. Um, you were only about a four or five point favorite last year against the Mountaineers, and you just absolutely just beat the hell out of them. Um, so hopefully that, like, I would, I mean, a 48 10 win on the road, man, oh that, that would make everybody feel a lot better. Oh, yeah. Tell you what, um, somebody says this Tyler is on a very short leash this week. If Kitley wants to run an air raid type offense, then I believe Morton is the one to run it. Tyler looked kind of lost late in the second quarter. Um, someone else says this. Uh, we are in for some heartbreaking losses coming up if this is the best our offense under Shuck can do. Someone else says Morton looks like he plays more loose. Um, somebody else says this. So frustrating to see how the players are reacting to each of the quarterbacks. Someone else seems like Tyler has happy feet when he doesn't throw the ball quickly. More Tech Talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and with Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear you have to say on the H flooring center chat line at double T 973com Uh, this on the chat line, uh, trust in McGuire. He likes Shuck. We aren't supposed to question McGuire. Uh, well, I mean, we're not, at least we're not us three aren't questioning him. No, heck no. I think just right off the, off the top, we acknowledge that there was a lot, there's a lot that goes into the, that decision that we don't, we can't see. Right, from watching it on TV, from watching it in the stands. But you can also acknowledge that just by watching the ball, it it hasn't looked great um, so far this season. Hopefully it looks way better on Saturday. Um, this in the chat line. The pass that convinced me it wasn't Shuck, uh, Shuck's night was actually completion. I think we had a third and seven in our own into the field. 
He threw a three- or four-yard pass upfield to a receiver, but threw it so low that the receiver had to go to the ground to catch the ball. Receiver had room in front of him to run for a first down, but he didn't get the chance. Somebody else says this. People act like Shuck is a dud out there. I don't understand it. He's not Alan Bowman. He's not Henry Columbia. The dude is a walking bucket of nails, and he has showed us that before. You know, the best single thing that I think we've done all year in, in any one game was quarterback run game against Oregon. Like when you take the sacks out of it, it was like 20, whatever, 21 for 140 or whatever that number is. And it does make me wonder if we're we're uh, in in a road game in which you know this game may have a tight script to it. I don't know. Hopefully, we come out high flying and blow their doors off. That'd be great. But uh, like, I'll be curious to see if uh, if 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 there are called runs or more RPO or whatever in a way that. Uh, you know that that's something that we feel like we do well, and Shuck feels like the offense does well. The on the little touchdown run he had was just a little two yard run, no big deal. But he he pulled that thing and walked in like it was it was a really good read. But I yeah I I uh, I uh, it it just feels like that's the one thing that has come easy for this team all year. Now certainly Tosh Brooks the other day just kind of running it down their throat, but. Which uh, was great to see. For, as absolutely. much as we kind of talked about the negative, you bet. Offensively, that was tremendous to see. You bet. Career highs, playing at a high level, you know, the whole deal. N- need more of that from him. And I think more of that from him does set up some QB run game and it sets up other things. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're going to see. And, and hopefully, I mean, we need a day where we can go out and throw for three or 400 yards if we need to. But, uh, I mean, when there's not a ton of run, run yards after catch, it it uh, you know I, I just want to worry about the athleticism. I wonder about the athleticism of that group. I don't know what it means. It can't it can't happen a bunch and not mean something. You know what I mean? Like against Oregon, three hundred whatever, three hundred plus yards to ninety yards told you the difference in yeah. their dudes' ability. Because so much of this passing game is so much of it is a built on. You know, making the first guy miss and going and, you know, and better athletes make the first guy miss. Uh, and then, you know, Tarleton, we basically went toe-to-toe with them in terms of yards after catch, and that's not that's not an ideal place to be. Now, our offense and our game the other day was just r- r- called runs and going and getting it. And uh, you know, Kitley and those guys were very complimentary of Shuck seeing too high safety cover two and just – and and they he he said that they played a lighter their term lighter box, but the that Tarleton did they were surprised by it that they it's almost as if they dared us to run it and said Shuck did a great job of checking into runs and you know we reeled off a bunch of yards against them. probably also worth considering too if that if the the yak discrepancy or I think maybe like run after the catch is now the the preferred uh, anyways. Part of that might just be a a more question of defense than offense, perhaps, right? Because, um, you know, maybe Oregon and and Tarleton State as well, maybe they just try to keep everything in front of you, of them, right? And and so that, hey, we'll give you the short completion, we'll give you the the hitch, we'll give you the the intermediate stuff, but you're not going to beat us deep. Yeah. 
Whereas Tech with Tim DeRuiter, right, which is, you know, he's very, he wants to pressure you, take some more risks, trust, you know, your corners, your defensive backs, more man-to-man coverage. Maybe that opens you up more to um, more yak yeah, um, than, good than point. your opponents. That's 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 an interesting point. Um, and I say that, too, at the same time by agreeing with you that our, our, our skill, specifically receiver, has looked pretty ordinary so far through three games. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for a game where there's a couple of 80 yard touchdowns and you know uh, I mean because even I mean just in the game, Shuck had a 46 yard completion, um, and that was to Jordan Brown and uh, Morton eight for 13, 72 yards. His long pass was a 15 yard play, which was a touchdown. I mean there was nothing, and again. McGuire's post-game comments. I don't even. I don't think this was even on Monday. I should probably do a better job of making marking in my notes what he said post-game versus what he says today after they watch film. But uh, they they just said that uh, Tarleton came out and played a lot of coverage, and so we checked into a bunch of runs, and that that was a big part of the production, you know. And because they talked about it, and it's the same thing they talk about all the time, and they're and they're one hundred percent right. Like you. The whole you take what they give you in terms of leverage, leech. You should talk about that. And like that's granted, it's Charlton State, and and you're going to play much better defensive fronts than that light box or you, not. You bet. Um, but the fact that you were able to do what you were you were uh, against that light box I, is a positive sign, right? And if you know if if you can come close to duplicating that against West Virginia, right? If if they give you a light box. Um, and you're able to consistently move the ball, then then you'll be fine, right? Tyler Shuck, Baron Morton, whatever like that. That's important because uh, that that takes pressure off your passing game. It takes pressure off your receivers. Um, it it you know keeps your defense off the field. It runs clock. It's it's you know really more than anything else. It's what I want to see on Saturday. Yeah, right? I agree. Productive Taj Brooks runs. I agree. I'd love to see us peel off about thirty first downs. That's what I'm love to see the most um yeah coach uh and they they were very complimentary of the play of miles cole a couple of sacks got some pressure did some good yeah things. i mean yeah. some some grown man sacks mm-hmm. like key situations i'm just gonna bully the hell out of this this guy in front of me and the lineman's holding him and he just reaches out there and peels the qb this has been the tech talk podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.